I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Royfield here with another new advertiser. Now, before you go, ugh, and say that you need to fast forward, this one is important. Well, all advertisers are because they help keep the lights on and pay our bills. But this advertiser is also extremely different, so please lend me your ears. As a good fan of the archers, you're probably impressed with Jim's scholarly knowledge of the classics by authors like Homer and Cicero. And he does drop in the odd reference to Nietzsche and people like Spinola from time to time. Now, if you are, go to onlinegreatbooks.com. Online Great Books is designed to help you develop a regular habit of reading the great books. It has weekly reading goals, reading reminders, accountability tools, and a dedicated community of fellow readers that help you keep track and on schedule with your reading. In fact, as Jim would say, you can learn ad libitum. Every month they select and send you an edition of one of the great books directly to your home. They begin with Homer and progress through the works of Plato, Aristotle and Descartes, Shakespeare. You get the drill. It's all the great thinkers. It's right up Jim's alley. So if you're interested in developing a lifelong habit of reading and studying the great works, go to onlinegreatbooks.com forward slash ROI and enter the promo code ROI to get a 25% discount off your first three months of learning. So it's bene cognita, as Jim would say. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. It's Sunday. We're in Notting Hill and we've all decided to meet up and have an excuse for a dum-de-dum just to meet the lovely Vicky Cole. She's come all the way over from from Kenya by the Isle of Wight, isn't That's it? Right. Yep, yep, yep. So here we are in sunny Notting Hill. I've flown over from San Francisco a day early because she's that important. We put ourselves out for our listeners on dum-de-dum. Now, far be it from me not to um, hanker down with tradition and to say that we need to do a group dum-de-dum, don't we, ladies? Yes, we do. Yes, yes we, we do. do. Now, first off, before we, we launch into this rendition of, uh, of our national anthem, of us, all of us members of Dum-de-dum land, we need to go round and introduce ourselves. First off, we have... Catherine Rowan-Jones from High Wycombe at 88 Ivy Fox on the Twitters. What a voice. And we have Woman of Mystery... Uh, who's joined us uh, joined us today, and she's given us lots of laughs round our pint of shires. You are? My name is Misinformation, and I live around the corner. 
So she does. And of course, our guest of honour is... I'm Vicky from Kenya. Yay. Now, after three, who's going to count us in? And I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you, Rowan Jones. Okay. All right, so count us in and then we'll we'll have our dum-de-dum. One, two, three. Dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de
think it's going to last any longer. <laughs> so, so how many how many kids do you have now, Harriet? Because uh, I, I I lose count. <laughs> Seven. No, I've got three. I've uh, three. I've got three, and I. Yeah, I, I, I a fourth I, on the way, maybe. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have a fourth. What do you mean? Why not? Um, <laughs> because, well, I no, I can, I you know, I we we I always said to my hubby, I want three, mm. and he was like, oh, can't we have two? And then I persuaded him to let me have three, and then I was like, right, well, I'm done because you know you can't have any more than three when you're. Why not? Because we're no, not we're not in China. <laughs> I know, but it's but I'm in London, and and if you're like, you know, even having Sadiq Khan has mandated that no family should have more than three well, kids. When, but it's like when I go on a bus, I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, if I've got all three kids with me and a couple of scooters, I I just apologise before I even get on the bus, and then I sort of have to. <laughs> I feel so embarrassed, you know. It's that thing of like you're not really supposed to have in London. You're not really supposed to have more than two kids. Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise, people are a bit like, "Oh my god, what kind of family are you?" Or, or it, it's weird, isn't it? It's, yeah, I think it's a cultural thing, and it's um, it's probably a, a middle class thing as well. And you know, we, well, you know, the, the sort of people I know don't don't really have very many children. Or you, I, I mean, obviously, it's 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 obviously to do with you know, we have to go back to work, and and in London, you you know, you can't have a big field to throw your children in but yeah it's just sort of like I was thinking about you know I, I I would it's only now that I think oh why didn't I just pop another one out and have four but I would never have even thought about it it just sort but of you've got, but you've got so many that if you just knocked a fourth out I'm sure hubby <laughs> wouldn't even notice that's what I'm secretly hoping <laughs> but I need him to help me <laughs> <laughs> he knows my game <laughs> he knows if there's an extra twinkle in my eye what that means oh <laughs> him off <laughs> um, so anyway in between changing nappies being yeah. mother bountiful um you have produced something rather new and spectacular oh thanks rife uh so so tell us all about glambridge oh well um it is new i yeah it, it might become spectacular it, it's sort of an experiment it's um my friend naomi mcdonald who is she's she is definitely going to become big because she's um she, well, she's pregnant too <laughs> she's far too young to become pregnant she's um she's very very funny she's a comedian and an impressionist and a performer and she's um she she is genuinely brilliant anyway so I she's really busy at the moment doing other stuff but we've been working together for a a year or so on doing some material and Mm -hmm. because she's about to go off and do an Edinburgh show I had to pin her down uh, literally to to make her do some work with me and we and we came up we've 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 been doing like impressions for fun for ages and we've been doing some sketches and we just thought let's just record them so we recorded them at the weekend and I thought that Glambridge might be a good home for them. But to clear up any confusion, because I'm just a bit disorganised, um, it's not a podcast yet. It's just some audio content that I'd love people to listen to. And if they like it, then hopefully we're going to do something podcasty with it. Right. When you say audio content, that mm. sounds suspiciously yeah, like a podcast to me. 
I know, but it's but actually it's funny, isn't it? Because I was talking to my friend in the pub the other night, and he was like, mm-hmm. you know "That Shambridge's thing," and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "It's not a podcast, you know, because because it because I don't do it every week or every two weeks because it's mm-hmm. spontaneous or just I just I'm random. I think it, the, it is you, random. You so, stuff like that random, don't they? Yeah. So yeah, so it's random. So then he was saying it can't be a podcast. He had another good word for it, but I can't remember what it was. But um, I think probably that's right. It's not a podcast, is it? it, it was, is that word shambolic as opposed to episodic? <laughs> it's shambolic, shambolic. <laughs> that's where the name came from. <laughs> well, listen, I'll tell you what we'll do first, right? Let's yeah. do this one at a time. Because okay. um, we started off by talking about the royal wedding. So yeah. why don't we intro into uh, your little special royal wedding Thing yet. Thank you. Right, should we do that first? I'm, right, I'm so. rather proud of it. Okay, all right. So here we go. Oh, hi there. Can I help? Oh, hey, I'm sorry to disturb you. I'm looking for a dear friend of mine. She ran away after an argument, and I think she may be nearby. Oh, oh yuck. Sorry, your dress. Pigs, eh? It's fine. It's just Mishinunu. Bless you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Megan Marco. Is it really you? Uh, I mean, your majesty, your royal highness to be. I thought I was dreaming. Oh, sorry, I thought I recognised you. I thought you were off Emmerdale. Uh, What can we do for you? Thank you. I was just explaining to this boy here that I'm looking for my friend. She stormed off after she heard Harry and I talking about her and now she's threatening not to come to the wedding. And what with my dad and everything, numbers are falling and I'm worried we're going to have too many canopies. Her name is Pip. Pip! Did I hear you were looking for Pip? She's not in a position to run anywhere. She's heavily pregnant. Yes, Pippa is pregnant. I guess that's why she's so emotional. Oh, well, it can't be Pip, then. She's about as emotional as a cardboard box. Oh, uh, caught up with you, darlings. I've just seen Pip of Middleton. I-, I remember now she was at boarding school with Kate. Nice girl. Anyway, they're down at the yurts doing some kind of spiritual healing. I've just sent Toby down with a crate of gin to liven things up. Oh, thank you. Is it far? I'll tell you what, darling. Hop up here and I'll ride you over. But I'm wearing Misha Nunu. Oh, well, that's a no-no. <laughs> oh, good gracious. Oliver just told me. A princess to be in a pig field. Bob, Grey Gables is sending you a car immediately. Your royal graciousness. Uh, Kate. Oh, you. I wondered when you'd bother showing your face. Do you know how upset Pippa is? I promise you, before now, Harry had only nice things to say about her bottom. Hmm. Oh, hey, Annie Jolene. Oh, hello, darling. Your dad said he'd heard you were down this way. My dad? Yeah. I may be just another estranged relative, but I've been keeping an eye on your dad from across the pond. I made him come over. I've put him up at the bull. He wants to see you. I don't know. What if he doesn't want to walk me down the aisle? How well, my nail's available on Saturday. He's a manager. You've all been so kind. I really don't know how to thank you. Oh, wait. If you're not doing anything on Saturday... Yes! I'll get Amazon to deliver you a box set of Suits Season 6. You can watch it after the wedding coverage. Oh, well, goodbye. Oh, 
Just watch the pig manure doesn't <laughs> splatter your new new. <laughs> Didn't you think that was great? Yeah, listen, your your impressions are actually spot on the money, you. Um, did you like the one I did of Brian? Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what we do have, though? Yeah. Before we go on to, properly go on to uh, Glambridge, we have a couple of calls about the last week in Ambridge. So let's listen to those. Hello everyone, this is Vicky Cole, not in Kenya actually, um, I'm in Shanklin on the Isle of Wight. Um, I haven't, I'm afraid, got anything very intelligent or erudite to say about the archers, but I just wanted to wish you all really well for the live show, especially with all your wonderful guests. I'm sure it'll go really well and I can't wait to hear it. And to say a huge thank you to Royfield and Catherine and Michelle for meeting up at lunchtime today. I just had such fun. It was really, really great to meet you all. That's it for now. Have a wonderful evening and talk soon. Lots of love. Bye. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. Uh, fantastic to hear Lucy on this week's podcast radio hour. Well done. Um, and I really thought it captured the programme well, and especially the sense of community, which, you know, is just fantastic. I love the sense of community um, at uh, Dumpty Dum. It's great to be part of it. Uh, so in the spirit of sharing podcasts, um, I thought I'd share this moment from this week's No Such Thing as a Fish, if I'm allowed to, uh, which uh, I thought was quite interesting. Two, and that is James. Okay, my fact this week is that in 1350, there was a man called William Stand Upright. <laughs> and he annoyed everyone else in his village so much that every single one of them moved away. Wow. <laughs> do, do, he sounds awesome, doesn't do we, he? <laughs> do we know anything about what he did? Well... So the thing is, this comes from the parish rolls uh, in England. So it's where, if you're a historian, it's a really good place to get like all the really small things that happen in the villages. Uh, and in this one in particular, it says the coroner testifies that William Stand Upright is so quarrelsome and rancorous that none of the Lord's tenants can bear to live in the village because of him. And he has caused the village to be deserted. <laughs> uh, and then by... 1356, so that's six years later, he had also left the village. Uh, presumably because he had no one left to argue with. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And that's so that reminded me of our own Will. There you go. Um, yeah, I was really interested to see how Will's going to cope with going back to work. Um, he needs to get himself a childminder and stop all this faffing around. Uh, and that's it. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Bye. Hi, it's Whispered City with some thoughts about this storyline with Will and Andrew and Jake and Mia. Um, as an aside, I hope they don't start using words like custody and access or visitation rights because those are not concepts we have in UK law. We talk about child arrangements orders now and the Children Act and the welfare checklist. So um, I hope they get the terminology right. Anyway, um, just listening to it reminds me, as it, 
inevitably it would, it reminds me of work and how people get so hung up on their rights to have children living with them or spending time with them. Uh, so that children just end up as some kind of commodity or possession to be fought over. And uh, with these private child law issues, it's not a competition. What's important is that Jake and Mia live with someone who has parental responsibility for them. So that if something were to happen, namely a medical emergency, the the, the person with parental responsibility has a right to consent to them having treatment. That's what's important. Um, and the other thing that's important is the age of the children. Um, when they're as old as Jake and Mia, and I'm guessing they're older than 10, um, they vote with their feet. They will live where they want to. They will spend time with whoever they want to. And and good luck with trying to, to corral them and cajole them into doing what you want them to do. Um, if it does come down to a court battle, and I can't believe they want a procedural episode after all of this, the court's going to be concerned with the children's wishes and feelings, their needs and the capacity of their parents or guardians to meet their needs and the effect of any change in their circumstances. And as far as I'm concerned, any adults involved in their care need to put their children first and come to an arrangement that suits the children, not something that's all about the adults and satisfying their egos. Hello, Dunty Dumpfly Spirit calling. Well, I have a small confession to make because I haven't actually managed to catch up with the archers this week. I've been a tad indisposed, not quite 100 uh, percent. So I have a queue uh, of serious number of programmes that I need to catch up with. Uh, but I did manage to catch up with the podcasting hour uh, programme that was on 4 Extra on Friday afternoon. Uh, with the lovely Angela Barnes and lovely Lucy V. Freeman. And I just wanted to call in to say uh, thank you for that programme because I felt that it really caught the spirit of the community surrounding Dumpty Dum, the laughter, the tears, the ribaldry, the silliness. Uh, it's an absolute cavalcade and cornucopia of everything that is the Archers and more, and a global phenomenon, as you rightly say, because we are literally coming at this from the four corners of the globe. Everyone is listening to Dumpty Dum and participating and calling in. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, it was a really enjoyable programme. And just to say, I hope you're having a wonderful evening at the BBC Club. I'm sorry I can't be there, but hopefully sometime in the future when I'm fighting fit again, it will be lovely to come and join you. So that's it from me. Hopefully I will speak to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye. Hello, Dumpty Dummers. Auntie Jean here. I hope you're having a lovely time in the BBC bar. Please do be careful of Derek's unfeasibly large equipment and no tripping allowed, obviously. He's bound to put it somewhere he shouldn't. Um, I'm just ringing because um, I just want to know how harassment gets the possibility of a promotion when he's only ever arrested one person in the entirety of his service to the police force, and that was Jill for throwing a flapjack. He never even got around to arresting Rob or Helen, did he? Very strange. I think the shit is going to hit Brian's fan pretty soon because if the light is shining at the end of the tunnel, there's bound to be something else that will go wrong. So I think he must be going to prison or something. Uh, loving the jazzer and gym. Um, and um, Linda and her choosing the dog is very odd. I've never heard of this before. Don't know what's going on there. It's quite amusing, though, but I feel a bit sorry for the dogs, if I'm absolutely honest. Um, anyway, I think that's me, really. Um, I hope to speak to you all again soon. And that's me out. Bye. Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Robert Millie Bell, Yoko Bear, all of you at the BBC Club. 
and Dumpty Dummers around the world, it's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. And to our special guests, I send these words from America. Nick, more famous in death than in life, you were one of the genuinely nice ones in Ambridge, and you will be missed. Lexi, you should have traveled across the pond to be a surrogate, because then you could be paid and wouldn't have to work in a chicken factory during your pregnancy. And Kirsty, you are smarter than the guys you hang out with. So in the words sung by the immortal Julie Andrews, besides which you see, I have confidence in me. Now, to turn to the events of this past week, I'm sure you were all chuckling as much as I was as I listened to the drug turf war between fearsome Freddy and Ellis the Executioner. For the record, so-called smart drugs, and let me call them by their most common names, which could not be mentioned on the BBC, Ritalin and Adderall, they are effective and safe treatments for ADHD, but not without side effects. Walk onto a college or university campus, and they could be illegally sold by anyone who is in possession of their own supply via prescription. Now, I strongly admonish my young patients when they go off to school not to do this, but my point here is that it's a very free and crowded market for this medication, and that it would be impossible for one person to establish a monopoly for selling this drug. So piss off, Alice. And Freddie, no matter how much of the smart drug you're taking, you're still a stupid young man who could get into a shitload of trouble. And Lily, well done for cutting him loose so he doesn't drag you down with him. So, to all of you in the BBC Club, indulge in a legal substance and have a G&T for me. Talk to you all soon. Hello, Titian73 here. Just a few things to say. Um, I think it'd be really, really boring if Sausage Boy hooked up with a new pig woman. I'd be much happier if Jazza had some love. Despite um, the comments about his character might change, I just think it would be nice. Um, and talking of nice... Someone who I don't think is nice is Nick's mum. I think she really enjoyed telling Will he has no right to the children and twisting the knife. And I'm sure Nick wouldn't have been very happy with that. If she did. Um, I don't think she's nice. I think she's nasty. And finally, um, I'd like to ask Witherspoon whether he has a view on Robert's concern about seeing a dog from behind. It's just a body, Robert. It's natural. There's nothing to fear in a rear. Hi Dumpty Dum, it's Abby from Brighton here. Hope all of you are well and sorry that I haven't been around for a while. I've been listening as always and very much enjoying the podcast, but I just really haven't found that I've had much to say about the archers, unfortunately. The whole home farm land thing is just tedious beyond belief. Anything which involves hearing more of Shula, even if she's miserable, is just rubbish as far as I'm concerned. And really, I have no interest in Pip's baby unless when it comes out, it spurts horns. Um, Nick's death, as far as I'm concerned, has just been a saga of wasted opportunities and things that could have been dealt with better. And really, I haven't felt like just phoning up and moaning at all of you every week. So sorry that I haven't been in touch. This is only a quick one and it's something very frivolous, but I just wanted to say that I do not believe in a world where David Archer thinks that a Bichon Frise is an unusual type of dog. I'm very sorry, but 
it is not an unusual type of dog. And I just found it so random and I thought someone else must agree with me. Someone else must think that this is very, very strange. The whole Linda's dog thing is really strange and I don't quite understand it or where it's going, but never mind. In the grand scheme of things, it's actually something that's not getting on my nerves as much as everything else. Anyway, I hope everyone's well. Loving the show. Just wish I was loving the Archers as much at the moment and I'll speak to you all soon. Cheery bye. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. Um, nothing really to say about the Archers this week, but I'm ringing to say I hope you have a jolly meet-up um, and I'm sad I can't be with you. I've got to go to our global conference and of all the exciting places in the world that we have um, in our company, our uh, conference is in Dorking. Still, I will be able to raise a glass to you from Denby's wine yard nearby, vineyard and restaurant, which is where I'll be Monday night. And I will have a secret quiet toast to my pals at Dunty Dum and hope you are all having fun too. That's all for now. Bye. I really enjoyed the um, Dunty Dum live, by the way. Did you? Yeah, because I was feeling a bit tired and I thought, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be bothered. And um, oh, I'm so glad I did. I actually thought you stole the show. I felt like there were two Annabelle Dowlers, two Becky Wrights and two Anyas. Ah, that's kind of you to say. Um, I have to say, I I, I don't, you know, I find it difficult doing impressions live at the best of times, but doing Mm -hmm. it next to the person that you're doing an impression of is really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Because obviously they're like, you don't sound anything like me. You know, because you... (laughs) you'd you don't sound like what you think you do i think you know mm. when i hear my voice back i think well, i don't sound like that so it must have been a bit weird for them but anyway it was really fun thanks very much for um doing that the whole thing of kind of like voices and and, and accents intonations is, is quite an amazing thing because you have to have your ear attuned um the time that i spent in america and invariably uh, when I open my mouth and people don't know me, uh, dependent on where I am in America, I get utter shock, mild shock, or whatevers, right? So in New York, you get a whatevers. In the Bay Area, you get a mild, uh, you know, raising of the eyebrow, very mild one. Right. But in the Deep South, you got what? <laughs> right. It's like, you know, that is don't expect it at all. And it's amazing that people with um, people listening to me will say things like, you sound just like Hugh Grant. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I so do not sound anything like him. They're like, yes, you do. But to their Americanized ear, you know, they just can't get their head around the fact that, you know, there is a black person speaking with this accent. You know, it's like, so nothing like Hugh Grant. A black Hugh Grant from Birmingham. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, and that is somewhat of a tenuous link for me to talk about. Glambridges is all about uh, the rich and the famous and the glam, isn't it? Amazing that you got that from the title. (laughs) 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 I thought it was about like tents or something or another. Yes, it does sound a bit like that, doesn't it? Basically, Mm. I just needed a really quick website to put the sketches on. And I said to my friend who's never listened to The Archers in Their Life, Honestly, we'll, ju- we'll just do something like this Shambridge. And, and and then she was like, what are you talking about? But anyway, it's, it's sort of just a website. But I thought mm. because Shambridge, because people are so lovely and they do listen to my stuff, which I think is really mm. nice, I thought 
if they enjoy impressions, they might enjoy listening to some more impressions. I don't think they just listen. They they like and consume your stuff. And there was a lovely um, kind of like ripple of applause. And when I said, does everybody know who Harriet is? And something, people are, yes, sandwiches. Yes, we know who she is. Yes, yes, yes. You know, In that voice. Jowl, jowls were <laughs> wobbling with people. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, so why don't we have um, a little bit of that now? And the whole point of you kind of hijacking this Dum Dum special is for you just to pimp your stuff, isn't it? So so you're going to tell people where to go to listen to uh, Glambridges. So okay. go. Mm, okay. So you just go to, you can either go to at Glambridges on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the link is there. Otherwise, it's just SoundCloud, um, soundcloud.com forward slash Glambridge. So it's like, it's basically exactly the same as Shambridge, but you put a g and a l instead of the sh. <laughs> Thank you for the English lesson. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and um, are you going to play, do you want to play one or not? You don't have to. Yeah. Only because you played Royal Wedding. Don't. I'm going to, what I'm going <laughs> to do is on Twitter, I'm going to feed them out because um, I've already had quite a lot of um, feedback on my Glambridges, some of it technical from technical people who are like, oh, my God, what did you record this on? Because I did something weird to my mic. So it sounds a bit odd. But um, also because I think I should have actually fed out the sketches, maybe. You don't need to worry about that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about Dear hubby, oh, if I know I could remember what your name was. Ban in oven. Love Pips. Yeah, who's next, please? Oh, hi. Uh, can I get a loaf of sourdough and four Kaiser rolls, please? Yep, coming right up. Oh my gosh. Pippa, is it you? Uh, yeah. Megan, <laughs> is it you? Yes, of course it's me. <laughs> but I didn't recognize you under that hairnet. <laughs> so this is the new business idea you talked about. A sourdough bakery. How very niche. <laughs> yeah, it's finally up and running. And let me tell you, the sourdough bagels are running out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I did hear people say you made a lot of dough recently. I guess they meant literally. <laughs> <laughs> good one. It's really good. <clears throat> Actually, I've always loved sourdough and never followed my passions before, so here I do you want me to slice it for you? Uh, sure, thanks. How's Harry? Sending you out for bread? Doesn't sound like a very nice fiancé. <laughs> well, he's cooking me dinner tonight, so it's the least I can do. Dinner? Wow. What's on the menu? Sausage and mash? Good old-fashioned beans and pie? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's a three-course Ugandan meal. He chose that cuisine because that's where we first met. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. How <clears throat> dar of me. Well, I suppose he's expecting you to provide something sweet for afters. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Excuse me? Nothing. That'll be six pounds, please. The Hip Hop Kids School of Dance and Hip Hop seeks new dance teacher. Fat people and Guardian readers need not apply. Hi there, I'm here to audition to be the new dance teacher. Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, what qualifications do you have? Uh, well, I'm Darcy Bustle. Okay, can you dance? Well, yeah, I'm very good at ballet, ballroom, foxtrot, American smooth, cha-cha-cha. Maypole? Well, I... Aha! Katie, Katie, Shamity, hip-hop, baby! I'm here! Shazzy, oh, Shazzinger! Great to see you, darling. I'm here to be your new dance teacher, baby! Yes, queen! That's amazing. Uh, oh, uh, Shazzy, this lady's actually here to audition for the job, too. Hi. Oh, my lord! 
right, honey. I'm so sorry. I do not mean to just come in here and step all over your dance toes. <gasps> Please, go ahead. If you're going to dance, do it. I'll be as quiet as the mouse in a corner. Shh, shh, shh. Won't I, Katie? Shh, shh, yes, we'll just sit here very quietly. You get on with it, Barty Dussel. Take to the stage. <clears throat> so how have you been, Shazzy? Oh, you know, girl. Selling yogurts like they're going off. Oh, yes. Any new flavors out? You know what? There's a new one. It's called the Pinot Corner. We've got a little bit of wine in the corner and the yogurt is cheese flavored. How smart is that? Oh, I'd love to try one of those. I don't cook anymore. I'm too busy trolling. You know what? I feel you, girlfriend. I'm too long in the mirror to be cooking up some pasta. Well, you know what, Shazzy? Get your face out of that mirror and into some dance shoes. You've got the job. You start Saturday. Oh, I'm so excited! Thanks, Barty. We'll call you. It's really, really good to be in charge of this beautiful pharmacy. It just keeps me chirpy all day long, though that could be down to the stash of wakey-wakey pills in the back. Oh, hello, Brittany. Looking fantastic as usual. How are you? Oh, well, you know, actually... You sound a wee bit blocked up, dear. Have you had a lemsip? A what? No, really, I'm fine. I just need a... a you know, when I'm feeling on the verge of a wee cold, I like to wrap up really, really warm. Now, I know you've got a penchant for leotards, but perhaps I could lend you my woolen cardi for now. Really handy for when you're on stage. And surgical stockings make a wonderful alternative to bare thighs. Not to mention covering up the old varicose veins. Are you for real? It'll just be a touch of sinusitis. I'll pop a wee bit of codeine in with your beachums. Look, I don't have flu, okay? I always sound like this. Do you sell Veruca socks in size 6, please? Pouring tea and butter and scones may not sound as glamorous as working with Matt Baker, but I'll be honest, I'm raking it in. Oh, hi Maggie. Keep of your usual. Yes, but don't skimp on the vodka this time. I'll sit in the corner. I don't want to be disturbed. Hi, Maggie. Sorry, do you mind if I join you quickly? I do, actually. I, I just wanted some advice. So basically, um, you'll know that I've been campaigning for like feminism for a long time. Um, one of my biggest roles, Hermione, um, has the word her in it. So obviously, that's you know immediately boosted me up there with all the feminicity stuff. Um, and it was kind of immediate from that that I thought I need to campaign for women and girls and things that aren't men and boys and stuff like that. And I've done loads of like talks and dresses, and I've been like, hey, let the girls speak, and you know, like campaign. Would about- you mind leaving? Dear, I'm very busy. Uh, well, I just um, wanted to know, when are they going to make me dame? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What I forgot to say was that Glambridge is... um, the, the sort of point of it is it's set in a village called Glambridge. And so everything takes place in the shops or the houses in that village. Mm. Well, I think we got kind of got that from okay. the clips, didn't we? <laughs> You're just like repeating what we've just gleamed already. No, but my recommendation would be to listen to the dance school one because Katie Hopkins has set up a dance school and uh, uh... Darcy Russell comes to audition to be the teacher but uh, someone else more famous comes along and gets the job. That's my favourite. I don't like Katie Hopkins. No, I know. Well, that's why you should listen to this sketch. <laughs> I think she's a... I, I, don't, I say this, like, I say this you know, advisably, a horrid human being. I'm sorry. Yeah, but she's not... She's, I mean, she pr- might be in real life as well, but she's just a character, isn't she? I mean, and, and, it is, and it is vile to pretend to be that character, but presumably it's like... That's her brand. She's a brand, isn't she, rather than a human being? She's not a nice brand. No, no, but but I mean, she ma- she can make money and has become prolific because of her brand. So she chose that because it was. But she's peddling hate. No, I totally agree. I think she's horrible. But I'm sure, had if she hadn't been on um, what was it, Apprentice, and mm-hmm. she would have just been Katie Hopkins in an office, she probably wouldn't be tweeting what she's tweeting would she she's just she, she, well, she she's no i think she would be tweeting it she just wouldn't have the platform yeah, no yeah. one would know her but she still would be yeah. tweeting it but do, do you think that she genuinely believes what I, I it's hard to know isn't it like i do i do i think there is a certain level of lazy reflective um ignorant thought that and she's part of that whole general kind of firmament it's a case of people that aren't like me are bad are evil are other are different and yeah. i really dislike that yeah. i really do and, and and especially somebody who in effect has uh, has privilege i'm not saying that she has I, I know nothing about her background but there's something about people who have had a little bit of success and then believe everybody else can 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 obtain it too and people and, and people haven't worked hard because they're not as successful as them that people who have a different skin color are different are other and are threatening and she lives a life of privilege and then just spews hate and I think people who have had a little bit of luck in their life uh, of all of the citizens of the world should be a little bit more gracious to, to yeah. others who haven't and no. that's the reason why I dislike her. No, and and also what you're saying is actually what she's spouting is dangerous because oh, well. being stupid and you know. But actually, I suppose even if you do it being stupid, it can be dangerous. Exactly, lazy and just refle- uh, you know instantly reflective without actually thinking and, and actually realizing the complexity of situations and or of problems. However. Dumb be dumb extra isn't for me to spout off about politics, is it? <laughs> no, I'd never do that. <laughs> there's this new book that I'm not reading on my Kindle, and it's about mm. how you change your. You know, like we, we're born, we're born to be um, 
uh, what's it sort of selfishly selfishly righteous you know everything mm. what we the, the morals that we have it's hard to change them and it's hard to see anybody else's perspective and this book is all about how you can or should be able to change your perspective so that you can be a bit more tolerant of other views but it's, it's quite hard going and I, I've got to page three and because I'm you know it sort of makes you a better person but um it's quite hard you find it hard to be a better person it's quite hard to sort of read because it's it's all about um you know but it's it's, it's it's really should be really interesting oh cut this bit because I don't even know what it's called <laughs> <laughs> it's so going in now it's so going in. now um you know what's what's one of the one of the, the glories of uh of dumpty dum yeah that we have this kind of community of people all around the world right and kind of what they do linking up to what you said is they have their own perspectives on the last week in Ambridge yeah and it's all corralled and marshalled by our yokel bear so here he is Hello Dumpty Dum, it's Yoko Bear here calling with the social media roundup. Yes, I'm back from my hiatus, I'm back doing the social media. Um, so, um, a big hello to everyone out there in Dumpty Dum land, but especially to those of you that are listening at the Dumpty Dum live event. And a big hello to Becky, Anya and Annabelle. Um, so, let's get on with it. Um... Social media this week started on Facebook talking about whether we are Will and Andrew are going to get lawyered up over custody. Um, well, most people thought, yeah, Will doesn't have a leg to stand on here. Um, I think basically um, Diane Telford summed it up when she said, um, Will has no legal claim if he doesn't have legal parental responsibility. Also, a lot of people made the point that uh, they're not going to split the kids up, are they? Um, talking to the kids as well, um, there's a really interesting post over on um, the forum where Miss Mid-City is saying, why have we had Jake speak? Why has Jake got a kind of speaking part at the moment? But Mia hasn't. But this led to a really kind of interesting discussion about silent characters, about kind of when characters go off the radar, because, you know, there's there's only so much time that... Um, you've got to rec- um, to fill with plots and stuff like that. So, um, go and have a look at that. Um, uh, there wasn't a lot of love for Will, though. You know, I've said before, I've almost started feeling sympathy for him. But the emphasis on the almost. Uh, Tony Shepard, for those that really didn't like him, um, didn't hold back and spoke for a lot of people, I think. Which is, any child would be better off without Will. Tell it like it is, Tony. Don't hold back. Um we also talked a little bit about Harrison because there's been a lot of Harrison stuff going on this week with the, first of all, with his appraisal and then with the marriage, well, two marriage proposals. Um, but we got to thinking about kind of Harrison, what's he do? It's a perennial thing, isn't it, really, in Ambridge? What exactly does Harrison do? Because he spends a lot of time doing cricket, a lot of time in the tea room. Um, but basically, um, Paul Broomhead said, well, I thought policemen worked in pairs. Where's his partner? Has Harrison bored him to death? Um, and also as well, um, Dave Sheraton said, and I think this is a really good point, the number of bank accounts that uh, Harrison has now 
Do you think he might be money laundering? Well, that'd be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? However, there was a lot of going off topic on uh, threads this week. Um, and actually, I quite like that because you never know where things are going to end up. Um, but in the Harrison thread, Denise Tomlinson said, this is all very well, but we're missing the key storyline that got bugger all attention this week, um, which was May Day. The Maypole, the Buttons. What happened to May Day in, um, in Ambridge? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, not much happened, did it? So, you know, and we all know that May Day, as soon as that Maypole's out, that's when the buttons go on their crime spree. That's where the bunting went. Anyway, um, we also had a big discussion about a couple of characters. We talked about Pat and we talked about Brian. Unfortunately, neither one of them came out very well from these discussions. Um, We posed the question, is Pat well-intentioned with a heart in the right place, or is she trying to fix everyone's lives to assuage her guilt over things like Rob, or is she just an interfering busybody? Well, most people thought it was either option two or three. Um, Leslie Greaves said, smug, self-righteous, middle-class idiot, um, and raised a good point, which is that what the hell's happening with safeguarding and boundaries at the Elms? Um, has nobody at the Elms picked up that um, that Pat is not just stepping over the line, but he's jumping over them scissor-kick style? Um Catherine Thomas said she's a terrible volunteer for the line. She's not respecting boundaries and she's essentially stalking Alwyn. Yeah, I agree. I think somebody at the Elm should pick up on this. Um, But a lot of people agreed that she, um, like Bex Ruth, for instance, said, agrees she hasn't recovered from being hoodwinked by Rob, that she feels a lot of guilt and she's just trying to fix everything. There was a really good post by Witherspoon as well, where he kind of, you know, he put his psychoanalyst view in. And yeah, basically it comes down to Pat being a controlling person who's racked with guilt and that is not a good combo in this this um this um situation um we also talked about brian the the cad about town of ambridge um should jenny forgive him but this led to a really interesting um little little turn in the the, the thread because manda q actually posed the question is there anything um, to forgive Brian for? Is there anything that Jenny needs to forgive him for? Um, and that provoked a bit of a reaction from people um, in, a, in that lovely dumpty-dum way, because we're all lovely and we all get on, really. Um, but, you know, is Brian just being Brian here? You know, is, is, is people, you know, does can you forgive somebody for just being who they are and being true to themselves, which in this case is Brian's case is somebody who might dump chemicals for a bit of a profit. Um, so there's a, go and have a look at that. There's a really interesting thing, uh, things on there. Richard Hill said, he's not sorry, but he's sorry. He's had to admit what he's done. Yeah. I think there is a bit of kind of, Oh damn, I've been caught and he can't talk his way out. This one, we talked about whether, you know, Jenny and Brian might end up divorced. Robert Wilson said, are we going to be fooled by the old switcheroo? Uh, Shula and Alistair reunited, but Brian and Jennifer head for the divorce courts. I really hope that doesn't happen. I don't like Alistair very much, but I wouldn't re-inflict Shula on him again. 
because I think he'll get over it and I think this will be the making of him. Um, but also as well, Guy Ladbrook points out, you're all missing the main crime here. When Brian arrived in Ambridge, he was cash rich and bubbling over with enthusiasm for investing in the newfangled, efficient, productive farming methods. Now it transpires it was all a lie. And maybe the real crime here is from the editor and it's time to get the Ambridge stocks out again. Um, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that so but um but don't want to upset the editors or maybe we do i don't know god oh stop talking yokel bear um what else did we talk about we talked about the fact that alice seems to be doing every job her cv must be like 20 foot long now because t- this week she became a jobs consultant um so you know at least we we regularly have that conversation but go and have a look at that thread as well we also asked what people's um ambridge moment of the week is because mine was lady turning out to be not such a lady and basically destroying um the snails living room which i thought was hilarious r.i.p silmarillion um but um other people said, like, for instance, um, Witherspoon quite liked the dog. Um, Amy Gannon said, was Harrison feeling like the luckiest man in Ambridge, which is which is not a tricky competition to win at the moment. Though Audrey Ann DC said, the brick through the window is my moment of the week. I'm finally understanding how thick Freddie is. Yeah, I think so. But anyway, I'm running out of time. So um, that's it for the social media roundup this week. Um, Next week, you'll have Millie Bell from Down Under um, doing her usual excellent job with the social media roundup. But that's me done for this week. So cheerio, everyone. Oh, Yoko Bear, so glad that you are back. You've been missed, mate, Harriet. Still here. Yeah, just about. just about by the skin of your teeth. Uh, this is your last chance to tell everybody about what you're up to. We've done your kids. We've done the royal wedding. You love Meghan Markle. You're not sure about Katie Hopkins. Um, what else can we talk about before we say goodbye? Um, before we say goodbye, let me just tell you once again, if you want to hear Naomi McDonald being the most hilarious Katie Hopkins you'll ever sit here, mm-hmm. you actually you can see her on YouTube as Naomi yeah. McDonald doing impressions. Um, How did you meet her? How do you know her? Um, I know her through voiceovers and we, we, we've worked together for years doing, you know, cartoons and voices and, and, uh, and we have lots of mutual friends. And then when, when I realised that she did impressions, because that's her thing, I, um, we decided to write together. Because, mm-hmm. uh, because, the, because the impressions world is quite a small world, isn't it? And um, you only ever sort of like see dead real I don't know. No, well, it is. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, I imagine there are like hundreds of people who are really good at doing impressions, but they... Uh, not not thousands. Yeah, there might be. <laughs> Tens of thousands, maybe? I, sh- I would suggest to everybody that they just give it a try. Because all you do is just listen and listen and listen to people. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you be like uh, weakening your job opportunities if everybody gave it a go? And all like, knocked on your agent's door and says, oh, "I've got a good Frank Spencer, me. Oh, oh I've got a good." Take like, them on. She's not interested in impressionists. There isn't enough work. <laughs> <laughs> you need people to do the co-op ads. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last job you did? Uh, the last job I did, I was um, playing a um, a piece of 
well, it's debatable whether it's a piece of fruit or vegetable. tomato then which is technically a fruit but everybody thinks it's a vegetable you a tomato oh actually they told me it's not a fruit or vegetable it's not a fruit or a vegetable haha so you have to work it out you could get the list it's not apparently it's not a fruit or a vegetable but it's green okay (laughs) avocado (laughs) you got it yay well all right you th- th- this has been as always um somewhat of a hoot <laughs> oh well that's one way to call it <laughs> i would say a bit, a bit of a shambles no it's been really fun oh. really nice to talk to you um and you and thank Take you care, so love. much for promoting oh mm. all right <laughs> cut me off no no sorry let, no, let, I'll, I'll wind back no Go i'm on. gonna get i was gonna say thank you for pr- letting me promote my stuff that's really nice oh well and thanks you're to family you. aren't you Oh, thank you. And enjoy the royal wedding. I'll see you there. <laughs> Front row, me. See you in Windsor. See you there. Oh, bye. Bye. Oh, I love you. You're very funny. All right, let's, let's hit stop on the recording. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.